Hey everyone, it's Jerry at the Fledge and welcome to season two, episode 46 of Every Damn Day. And today we've got our good friend, Megan. Uh, we're going to talk about reconnecting with oneness. So stay tuned for that. And how are you doing today, Megan? I'm good. I'm good. It's starting to warm up. The sun's out. I'm at the Fledge. Life is good. All right. So uh, let's get into you a little bit. Why don't you tell us about, you know, introduce yourself. How about that? Yeah, thank you. Hi, everybody. Um, I'm Megan Bergman. I born and raised in Michigan in Lansing. Uh, I uh, went to Michigan State University. I was a teacher at Everett High School for a few years, then went to North Carolina and taught, then taught in Central America, Nicaragua and Costa Rica, and then just got back to Lansing in the winter of 2019. And most recently, um, I my day job is as the director of the Michigan Women's Historical Center and Hall of Fame, which is also known as Her Story, located right downtown Lansing. Um, and I am also the new owner of Goddess Goals, LLC. All right. So there's a lot to talk about in there. I, this is the first time I ever heard that you were a teacher at Everett. So... Uh, I, w I went to Everett in 1981, oh. so you probably weren't there around that time, huh? No, I wasn't even born yet. Yeah, I know. Uh, <laughs> so was, uh, do you miss being a teacher or uh, being a teacher in that capacity? Because I think you're a teacher now. Yeah. Uh, no, I don't. No, I, I left for a reason. I uh, was a public school educator in the U.S. for five years. Uh, both here in Michigan and then in North Carolina. And uh, teachers are tough, man. You have to be really tough. And I chose uh, not to be or live a life that tough anymore. And I tried to go overseas or, you know, not overseas, but down to Central America and, and teach uh, there for a few years. And it's still hard. Is Teaching it, is hard in the classroom. Was there uh, were there a lot of different problems between Michigan, North Carolina and Central America or were they similar? Similar problems. Um, but uh, the one thing I did notice between the U.S. and uh, Nicaragua and Costa Rica um, was the level of respect for teachers. So in North, in uh, Nicaragua and, and Costa Rica, teachers are respected um, much more so than they are here. So that was better, but you have much less resources um, in the schools that I was teaching in, in those countries than you do here. So it's a, you know. Yeah. Well, I didn't think I was going to go on that tangent with you, but yeah, uh, let's get back to the oneness. Uh, tell us about, so your mission statement, I think is, I'm going to paraphrase a little bit because I didn't memorize it, but um, helping humans reconnect with the oneness yeah. is that, and I think there were some other words in there. Oh, the divinity and reconnect with the oneness, right? Yeah, absolutely. You know, and this is, this is an idea, a, 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 a belief um, that I deem to be true, um, along with a lot of other people. But it's it's just now kind of gaining momentum, which is the idea that that humans are not just animal. We are also spirit. We are also um, 
divine in that way, in that sense. And my goal, because it has been so helpful in my own recovery um, in my life, it, my goal is to help humans reconnect to the fact that they are not just a human with an ego. They are not just an animal, an evolved animal. We are spirit. We are source energy. And once we tap back into that and, and, and learn how to utilize that energy, that source energy, that one energy that moves through absolutely everything, we're, we're going to create an entirely different world. When you, uh, you said the word recovery in there somewhere, and yeah. I immediately thought of recovering from being a teacher. <laughs> um, did you, do you want to? I would love wanna... to. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I, um, I'm a recovering alcoholic and addict. Uh, I, as of May 30th, I will be six years sober. Oh, congratulations. Thank you. Um, and that's actually something that I have just recently started to come out of the closet about. Mm -hmm. um, unfortunately, we still live in a world because of the human ego um, that tells us that uh, being in recovery, being an addict, being an alcoholic um, is lesser than, is, is, is bad and should not be talked about. And it's completely the opposite. We have got to start talking about it. We have got to start not only accepting it and being tolerant of addicts, but um, embracing the gifts that addicts naturally have. Yeah, there's a, we all have to go through our struggles and we all learn these things and we bring this together in, uh, into our community so we can teach each other, but then stigma gets in the way and uh, yeah, I don't, yeah, we got to break this. We got to break the cycle. It's we have to. I mean, you know, just from my own experience, I've been in, in recovery for almost six years now. And I the majority everybody in my life right now in my in my immediate life are recovering addicts and alcoholics. And the, the main theme I, I find among this group of, of humans is that they are extremely sensitive humans. They have special gifts of sensitivity that is not accepted in our society. And one of the best ways to deal with this lack of acceptance is to numb and escape through drugs mm -hmm. and alcohol. So, and once um, we tap into, you know, that, those gifts in this particular community of humans, um, it's, these people, they just make the world a better place just, just by like stepping into the room. It's so I could go on and on, but well, I'm going to, I'm going to take a minute to just wish Daniela happy birthday. That was my uh, daughter. She would have been 34 today and she uh, passed away from a fentanyl overdose and uh, today's her birthday. So it's a day to celebrate her and her special gifts that she had and brought to the table. So now energy. I want to talk about that. Yeah. Thanks. Um, I meant for the giving that little space to Daniela there. Yeah. Um, Thank you for bringing up her name. Yeah. Uh, so energy. How does that? How does that? 
what does that mean? Sure. Because uh, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, what I'm saying. Yeah. So um, I'll I'll start with this. So I in in my recovery, um, I tried all sorts of different avenues. You know, AA was incremental. Um, I, I talk therapy ended up not being my thing. Um, uh, prescription drugs not being my thing. It wasn't until I tapped into um, the idea of of energy being stored in our body, um, energy in the form of trauma, energy in the form of um, anger and rage, um, all of these different energies that come mm-hmm. out as emotions um, that are, again, not accepted in our society, especially as a woman. Um, and so drinking and doing drugs was a way for me to numb out all of that energy. Yeah. Um, and the thing is energy in the form of anger or rage or sadness or grief or, or, you know, those negative energies, those are actually untapped, like buckets of gold that can be used once you learn how to transmute it, transform it into something better. And I do that through, through various, various methods. Um, dance and movement medicine is one of the, the number one ways um, that I have found useful for me in tapping into that energy mm-hmm. Um, recognizing what that energy actually is, where it's coming from, and then learning how to transform that energy into something more positive. So, well, first of all, you want to give a shout out to Ecstatic Dance? Yes. Um, so every, su- every second and fourth Sunday of the month, as of right now, um, we're at the Fledge. Uh, noon to two o'clock ecstatic dance Lansing. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook. Um, Evan Carr is, uh, the founder and I, um, am the co-founder and it's an amazing group of humans that get together on Sundays to dance it out and heal. Yeah. So thanks for giving that shout out. Um, back to energy again. So where am I trying to go with it? Where I'm trying to go with this is that you'll have people that think in terms of physics, and then you've got people who think in terms of healing, and you've got people who think in terms of maybe even food and calories and energy. And it's all, is it all the same? Like we're going to be building batteries here this afternoon. Is it the same energy? It is. So, so again, so the energy of anger, for example, Mm-hmm. is the exact same energy as love. It's just, it just expresses itself differently. We are all the same exact energy. I personally call it source energy. There's, I've heard different words for it. You know, um, God is a word that some people use. Goddess, um, you know, uh, Eros, um, uh, Pranayama, like there's just so many different words throughout different cultures that is used to express this one energy that moves through everything, that makes and creates everything and also destroys everything. 
And it's up to us as humans, as conscious, aware, awake humans to learn how to use that energy for good, you know, mm -hmm. rather than um, for, for, you know, evil. <laughs> Do you think most people kind of sit on that energy and they don't activate it? Is that a different way to say what you do with dance, for example? Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, I think a lot of people um, fear this that energy, fear um, the possibilities that come about once you awaken to that energy, um, because things shift once you once you tap into that one energy that moves through all of us, your entire life changes. You then start to realize, oh no, my entire life is a lie. <laughs> like the way I use my energy, the way I express my energy is a lie. And it, it's not at all, and the, it's, it's being used or a lot of the times shoved away, hidden. Mm -hmm. Um, because the, your natural expression of that energy, which everybody's is unique and it's beautiful. Everybody's unique expression of that one source energy. Um, a lot of the times those unique expressions are not accepted in our society and they're deemed weird or bizarre or woo woo or, you know, yeah. kind of, that's it kind of leading into what I was going to ask next is there, this seems uh hippy dippy. Yeah. Right. And woo -woo. yeah. Is that what it is? I, that's a that. word I've been called a lot. So, <laughs> and it's really not though. I mean, there's a lot of science behind just something as simple as breathing and what that can do for you just to change your whole day. And, you know, activating those things and addressing these issues, can you, what's like a, a tangible thing you've seen happen that takes the woo woo out of this and maybe a transformation? I don't know. Is this too me? Woo? I mean, you know, and, and all of my friends in recovery, I truly that like I've seen human beings make, you know, I, I was on the brink of death almost six years ago. I was literally killing myself mm -hmm. and, and, because I was able to tap into this energy, um, I'm a different person. But here's like another example. You just brought up the batteries. So here's the thing about this, this energy that seems woo-woo is we don't see the energy that creates electricity, that turns our light bulbs on, that makes our batteries work. We don't see it, mm -hmm. but we still know it's there. We still believe it because it, you know, it works. It, it's, we actually, we see the results of it, right? So, and, and just like, you know, um, yeah. So just because we can't see something or touch something doesn't mean that it, um, doesn't exist and doesn't mean that it has massive powers of transformation in our world. We see it every, we use it every single day. Would, uh, Einstein's, uh, equation, uh, work here. E energy equals mass times the speed of light squared. So I am not a uh, like science based person. So when 
um, we get into the, like the physics mm-hmm. aspect of it all. Um, I, I can't really comment much on it, but I, what I can comment on is that Einstein is one of those people whose natural expression of source energy that he used to create, mm-hmm. uh, you know, an amazing amount of things that we use today. Um, he was deemed crazy. He was deemed, you know, n- people didn't understand him at that time. People didn't support him at the time. People did not really understand what was going on. Um, but I'm. tell me a little bit more about well, the... Uh, the equation is that basically that you can measure the energy in something by taking all of its mass and uh, multiplying it by the speed of light squared. And if you kind of solve this for the mass, you'll see that mass is equal to energy divided by the um, speed of light squared. So all mass has energy. All mass is energy. All energy can be mass. And so there is energy in this keyboard or every single thing you can touch and, and feel. So I think of it, I think of that first, and then I think about an atom, which is mostly space, mm-hmm. and we're made up of atoms, so we're mostly space, but it feels tangible, right? And so then my real world kind of experience is, like when you guys are finished dancing, and maybe the drum circle even comes in after you, um, you can feel it when you leave it is here it is resonating it is the atoms that were on you guys that you shook off during the dance fall or they go up in the air or wherever but they transform into the energy of the fledge so it seems very very real and very very tangible and very very woo woo if you're a physicist or i don't know what I don't want to say some profession, some accountant or something that doesn't think in these terms. Yeah. Um, I love where you're going with this. So that's it. I completely agree with you. And and just the same way, if I were to pick this up and hit you with it, it would hurt you. You know, the energy that makes this, makes this keyboard would have physical repercussions if I were to use it in a negative way. It's the same way that, you know, it's the same exact thing when we are talking about how we relate to humans in just a conversation or just, you know, moving throughout our day, driving down the road. If I'm screaming at somebody with road rage or if I'm, you know, dismissive or judgmental of you or somebody on the street because they, um, you know, look as if they aren't of a certain caliber, you know, if whatever type of exchanges we have, whether it's with a physical thing or just energetically, it all has the same results. You can either harm or you can heal and, and, or you can hate or you can love. And so that's how I love that. Like, I, that's how exactly we should start thinking about the way we use our energy. Um, so 
let's talk about how how can you you've got the same exact energy this thing right and you can choose is it going to be a weapon or is it going to be a healing stick or a medicine or something like that how's that choice happen it's a conscious choice we as humans have to be responsible for every single moment of our lives so i wake up every single every single morning and take them i do i have this little breathing exercise before i even get out of bed i do my little womb to heart breathing i tap in i talk to my guides i you know it's about a five minute thing even before i actually uncover myself and get out of bed and i make the intention a conscious choice to be of service that day in in whichever way i can be so it's it's a it is a responsibility we as human beings have to consciously make every single day. It's not something you just like, I'm going to be, you know, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to use my energy for, no, it, it's. It's intentional. It's intentional. So is it a, is that a learned skill? It's a practice. It is a practice just like everything is. Absolutely. How did you get good at it? Practice. <laughs> <laughs> every single day. Um in so many different ways. Um, I have one zillion journals. I have a zillion journals. Um, and I, I, I uh, also consciously work on reprogramming my subconscious brain back here. That's energy. Putting energy into reprogramming all of these beliefs, all of these thoughts, all of these ideas that the external world has implanted into my subconscious mind, which by the way, determines our entire lives. And I reprogram everything that this world has taught me to believe. I reprogram the fact that, um, for example, as a woman saying no and setting firm boundaries is, uh, still, you know, we are looked at, we are looked at as, uh, you know, a, a B-I-T-C-H. I don't know if I'm allowed to swear on the show. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you, you can swear. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, we're, we're called bitches if we, if we confidently set our boundaries, um, or we are called sluts if we, um, embrace our sensuality. Um, it, so reprogramming any sort of those, any sort of beliefs that have been put on to me um, through the external world is incremental in my personal energy work and practice. I, I like I like the way you're you're where you're going with this. Can I can I try to snag a couple things and get the woo woo out of it for some people again? Please. Is that all right? So do you know uh, Stephen Covey and the Seven Habits of Highly Effective People? I've, um, you've heard of it, right? Yeah. And the first habit is to be proactive, which is to live within your values, right? So I see a lot of similarity in that and being intentional. And you can either, you know, if uh, somebody pulls out in front of you, you can honk at them, give them the finger, or you can just say, hey, go on with your day. Yes. Everything's smooth. And really figuring out who you are and making decisions based on that takes a certain practice. Do you see some commonality in there? Uh, 100%. 
And I, I don't know if he uh, discusses, because I've never read, I, I've just heard about him and I've, I've heard like Oprah talk about it, yeah. you know, and stuff. Um, uh, but I don't know if he talks about the importance of somatic work in reprogramming our subconscious mind. Meaning, so, somatic? Yeah, please. Yeah, meaning uh, physical physical activity. So, um, and I do it in, in several different ways. I do, um, I do gland tapping every single morning is one of my practices. Um, I'm really, you know, while COVID is really heavy right now, tapping this thymus gland, mm -hmm. activating the thymus, which creates T cells, um, our white blood cells, which, you know, boosts our immune system. That's really big. Um, tapping my heart, which is connected to our endocrine system, our nervous system, which um, reprogramming our nervous system, retraining our nervous system to feel safe, you know, yeah. is huge. Um, dance, yoga, um, uh, uh, just simple breath work, breathing, belly breathing. So any of somatic is uh, like physical um physical work okay. and anything right. that to, goes with the body yeah i don't i've got to go back and look because it seems like he would but i don't think he, oh, i yeah. can't i'll i'll search that up i wrote a note for it so i want to go a little bit further with this he also talks about being able to live from your value system i'm not going to say quite that he ever said it was like a privilege but if you if you look at the Maslow hierarchy of needs and your basics aren't being covered, it's a lot more difficult to be proactive than it is reactive. Um, your opportunity is being squeezed away from you and you feel kind of trapped. Uh, what do you say about that? How do you and I, I see a cycle starting to happen, right? You got to get in the mindset and then maybe you can help with your own basic needs or somebody it'll that universe will bring it to you. Um, what are some of your thoughts? Thank you so much for bringing this up. So I checked myself into rehab almost six years ago. There were no women of color in, 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 in my, in the rehab facility. There were no women in, in, in poverty. There were no impoverished women in this rehab facility. Because of, my privilege as, um, you know, a white woman who is educated and who had a mother who worked her ass off to, who worked several, several jobs to make sure that, you know, I was put in school and put in basketball and, you know, put in theater to keep me out of trouble and all of these things. So that way I could go to school and get an education and do all of these things. If, if there were any sort of um, difference in that story, I wouldn't have been in the rehab facility that I was in. Meaning I would not be sitting here talking about somatic energy healing, you know, with yeah. you. Um, yeah. And that's the thing. I, I truly believe, you know, our world, the world we live in makes it, we live in a survival state. Yep. We live in a survival state. The majority, I don't know the percentage of, of the number of humans, but the majority of humans literally don't have the time in their day to even stop and think about doing some belly breathing or some gland tapping. You know, it's, 
And if we're in Lansing, Michigan, if you're a single mother, it's a 50% chance that you live in poverty. So you're working two jobs and, or maybe can't even get a job. Uh, and then if you're a kid, it's like 54% and living in poverty does not help break this cycle at all. Um, nope. So, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, Thing I lost my train of thought. I wanted you. I wanted you to keep going. Um. Oh, COVID. Uh, you had mentioned COVID, and especially in this time, tap here. Uh, I've seen a lot of yoga pop up. A lot of healing that people can do by themselves. Right. We all got isolated. We got locked away. Have you seen a um, an increase in people that are saying this isn't woo woo? Huge, there's a renaissance going on. And this is this is what happens. It happened after the Black Plague. You know, the renaissance literally happened after the Black Plague. So um, this is just a, a cycle that is repeating. Um, and it's beautiful to watch it unfold in Lansing. There is a renaissance of, of community healing that is popping up right now. And people are realizing, yeah, I can do yoga. Yeah, I can do all this stuff from the safety of my home, but it there's more power in community and coming back together. And, um, and you know, that's, it's tricky though in the middle of this pandemic, because everybody's got a lot of different opinions about gathering and, and I respect everybody's opinions. Um, but with that being said, there is power in community healing. It's different when you get together with a group of humans with us, us all sharing the same intention to support each other in their truth and in their needs at that time, rather than just sitting at home doing a virtual yoga class. Yeah, I can see it. I mean, I'm, I'm always in math. I'm always in thinking in those terms, but I can see by having two people or three people or four people the probability of changing the energy in a more positive direction just increases dynamically. Absolutely. So did we forget to talk about something that we really need to talk about? We didn't talk that much about Goddess Goals LLC. That's okay. Um, how can people we did, connect though. with you? Yeah, <laughs> well, we did. We did. Um, so I'm actually my, I just hired, uh, one of my really good friends. Her name's Ashley Blashensky. She's working on setting up my website right now. Cause those are not my skills. Okay. Um, so my website is still in creation. Um, but you can find me on Instagram, um, at Meg, the Dakini dancer, um, or through ecstatic dance Lansing's Instagram. I'm also on Facebook. Um, I specialize in supporting women and girls primarily, um, but all humans in reconnecting to their inner goddess and awakening her. Um, and I do that through all sorts of different methods. Um, trauma, I, it, it is all trauma informed um, work and, um, yeah. And, uh, so I mean, we'll help post some links under the show and all of that after the, after it, uh, after we're finished. Perfect. So if somebody, what recommendation can you give to somebody to do something simple to kind of get started on this journey if they're not there already? <sighs> Make a choice right now. 
make a choice right now. Am I going to live intentionally by my own rules or am I going to continue to just go through the motions and, uh, you know, and so that's a little bit big picture. I'll give you a, a little bit more specific. So today, set your timer, set your phone timer for three minutes. That's it. Three minutes. And just breathe in through your nose, feel it move up through your third eye, down through your crown and down your spine back into Mother Earth. Just sit there, three minutes, put your timer on. Feel it move up and down, down your spine, down through your root, which is your perineum, which is between your, your vagina or penis and your butthole. <laughs> it's the taint or gooch that is your root chakra feel it move out through that down into mother earth and do that every day three minutes a day and see how long it i guarantee you it won't be long until you start to realize hey i'm connected to everything <laughs> all right well there you go something simple to do today Thank you so very much for coming on and telling your story. And thank you everybody for listening. And we love you all. And we'll see you again tomorrow on Every Damn Day. Yeah, see thank ya. you.